Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Three Masons podcast. I'm your occasional host, Cindy, and welcome back for another episode. It's been somewhat a little bit of a of a gap. There's been a little bit of a rest period. Um, we took a break for two reasons. We kind of just decided we're not going to do it. Not because we were going to quit, but just because we didn't really, we weren't really in the mood, and also there's been a disturbance in the world, <laughs> a disturbance in in the force in the atmosphere right now. Miss Rona, <laughs> president of the United World, has installed the New World Order, and we are low-key in chaos. Um, where we are living in, not the specific area that we live in but the country that we live in has one of the most cases in Europe we're not in Italy but we do have quite a few cases and we are staying at home we are self-isolating properly not like the celebrities who are being like I'm so stuck right now but we see them on their bikes but anyhow we're staying at home we Things have been changing. We have been making banana bread and smoothies and picking up instruments that were long collecting dust in our wardrobes. Um, yeah, so things have changed, but we are back. We just decided that we we're going to, you know, resume um, because why not? And we, you know, we did want to do this podcast for a really long time. And I feel like today is quite special. It's a quite, it's quite special, this episode. It's because, well, <laughs> why don't I let you? both introduced us since it was really the both of you abby and gloria that really sort of spearheaded this beautiful beautiful, beautiful thing movement. yes this beautiful movement i am very passionate about it i am excited to just just get right into it let's not waste time so today is the first installment of our sort of sub series called exhum the, the tomb. tomb and in exhum the tomb we talk about mysterious cases about Dead people, basically, most of them in graves, <laughs> who have mysterious surroundings on their deaths that are kind of unsolved, or at least have a load of suspicion next to it. Hence, we need to exhume the tomb. And our first installment is the one that started it all. We are going to be talking about the two princes in the tower, also known as Prince Edward, soon to be was supposed to be Edward V and his brother Richard, Prince Richard. And so we're just going to do like a little introduction to understand what's been going on. A quick rundown. A quick run- rundown. The king, Edward IV, had created peace after years of war. Of course, there had been some peaceful periods, but we're talking about the War of the Roses here between the Yorks and the Lancasters, and he, a Yorkist, had won the war against the man who created him, basically. And he, the man who created not him? Not his father. <laughs> the kingmaker. Uh, okay. okay, okay yeah. <laughs> uh, um, that's a long story, but he is king now. It's been about 11 years, and he has had a very peaceful reign. People love him. Tall, dark, and handsome. All that. He checks all the boxes for the medieval folk. But um, he dies mysteriously of a sudden bout of sickness that lasted about three weeks, and it is April 9th, 1483. And he, oh, so it's, it's coming up soon? Yeah, his death anniversary is coming up soon. His birthday was also in April, which is quite sad. Um, 
but he is dead. He has died. And he has left behind three heirs. Edward, Prince Edward, who would soon be known as Edward V, where he was supposed to be, and his brother, Prince Richard, alongside their uncle, Richard III. Now, if that... <laughs> if that name sounds familiar, it is because you may know him from the sort of folklore, the legend behind him, spearheaded by Shakespeare himself. And he's kind of known as a villain to both history and the Shakespeare play in which he is actually the villain. Um, and I think he both deserves and does not deserve his title as the most evil man in history because... The most? Yeah. Oh, no. The, the most. I mean, he's not. H I T L R E. H I T L. She can't even spell. <laughs> he's not him, but you know, in, in the folklore, right? Because, um, um, German evil German guy. It's not really as much of a folklore as it is something that I think everybody kind of says for a fact he's evil but Richard is more like a legend of how evil he was but I think most historians will tell you that Richard was not necessarily evil when it came to his reign although some people thought that he was corrupt for the reasons following so the boys are very young um 12 and 10 I think of course the Edward is 12 years old he's heir to the throne very young or was he 15 he is not an adult. He is not an adult. Nowhere near to be an adult. And their uncle, Richard, was um, age 30. What are you doing with your leg? Sorry. Abby was... Abby was stretching. Yeah. Okay. I'm just listening. Um, She's reclining. <laughs> Reclined. He's the ripe age of 30. And um, he is not the heir to the throne at all. Well, kind of. He's like third in line. Kind of like, you know... Where Prince Harry was supposed to be. Oh, anyhow. <laughs> so. Like, we miss him. <laughs> Shh. Come back home. Okay, Cut anyhow. the camera, you all. <laughs> Cut why, the camera. Why are you all being so shady? No. And it's a sensitive topic. You know, some people think that he broke free from the chains. Other people think that he got carried away on a rich broom, okay? So, anyhow. Um. So, he third in line, but he's most definitely not going to become king. And so, there, the new king, Edward V, is at uh, Ludlow Castle. Wait, wait, hold on, though. In some ways, he's still legitimate? What do you mean he's still legitimate? Like, how is he third in line? Because, because he's, he's a brother. He's, yeah, he's, he's a brother. He's a brother of Edward IV. He's, Dur- he's not the child. He's so like, norm- I, I, normally you would go for the, the son, but after, Richard was always legitimate. He was the he's the brother of Edward IV, the the father of the two um, sons. So he's in line because he's the uncle and he's the next male heir. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So Edward the fifth is at Ludlow Castle, and um, Richard is at. Middleham Castle in Yorkshire. 
And so news goes to the Gloucester, also known as Richard, on the 5th of April. Which, which, which Richard? Richard III. Um, why would it reach the brother? Okay, it reaches the Gloucester, Richard III, on the 15th of April, um, and um, that the king is dead. And um, he pledges loyalty to the new king, Edward V. And in, um, I think it was called the Crowland Chronicle, it states that before his death, Edward IV uh, designated the Gloucester, Richard III, as Lord Protector, which means basically it's sort of like the role that you take when the heirs are very young and they kind of need somebody to um, take care of them. Anyhow, but although this, we may, we'll come to find out that this may not be legitimate. Anyhow, Edward V and the Gloucester, I don't know why I'm calling him the... Sorry, uh, that. Okay, doing ping, ping, ping on this. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, I don't know why I'm calling him the Gloucester, but I guess he's the Gloucester in the story. They set out for London um, to have his coronation. Um, and they meet, they're, they're um, going for a meeting at Stony Stratford on the 29th of April. Um, the following morning, the Gloucester arrests Edward's uh, sort of club, his retinue, um, including Anthony Woodville, who's another uncle, um, the brother of their mother. <laughs> you're, you're just, you're just like scratching her chin. What, what's up? No, I'm just making sure that that's right. Yes. And their half-brother... <laughs> you, you know what you're reading? Yes, yes. yes. Their half-brother, um, Sir Richard Grey. And they are sent to Pontefract Castle in Yorkshire where they are beheaded on the 25th of June. I thought you were going to say they were sent to the Gulag. <laughs> sent you to the Gulag. But no, they were not sent to the Gulag. They were beheaded on June 25th. Now, the reason why there's so much of a gap between April and June is because there was sort of a trial going on. The trial of them, which didn't really exist. It was basically a... Uh, it was a trial. They were going to get beheaded anyhow. But there's also Richard who's fighting to be Lord Protector over Edward. Um, and the court basically do not think that he's that it's valid um, for him to be Lord Protector because of a president, a president of Henry V um, showed that the council was not bound to follow the wishes of a dead king. But you see Richard the third, Gloucester, he's uncomfortably loyal to the words of his brother Edward IV, dead or alive. Um, and he will. I love that band. Thing. But we'll see if you look at his life when Edward IV was alive that he's almost a slave to his every word, okay? We don't know if it's because he wanted favor or if it's because he was just uncomfortably loyal, but he would do anything, okay? He was point-blank, period, loyal, okay? So he's like, but my brother said so. And Council's like, yeah, but it doesn't matter because he's dead, and nobody cares about a dead king. But, lo and behold, um, the retinue is killed, beheaded. And it 
prompts Elizabeth Woodville, the mother of Edward and Prince Richard, to take Prince Richard, the Duke of York, and their daughters and her daughters, their daughters and her daughters, to a to sanctuary in Westminster Abbey. So, <laughs> Edward and the Gloucester arrive at London. And there are plans for a coronation, but it gets postponed um, to from the 4th of May to then the 25th of June. And then on the 19th of May, 1483, Edward is put in the uh, Tower of London, which at, for people now were like, why would you put him in a dungeon? But this was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put him in a dungeon. I'm done. <laughs> But, like, back then, it was known for monarchs to rest there before their coronation. There would be nothing suspicious at the time. Now it would be like, why are you putting him in a dungeon? Anyhow, he is soon joined um, on the 16th of June with his younger brother, uh, Richard, Duke of York, uh, against Elizabeth Woodwell's wishes. Um, and then after it is in the coronation is indefinitely postponed by none other than Gloucester Richard, soon to be Richard III. And then, um, conveniently, on Sunday, the 22nd of June, a sermon was preached by Dr. Ralph Shah, a brother of the Lord Mayor of London, at St. Paul's Cross, claiming Gloucester to be the only legitimate heir of the House of York. Um, on the 25th of June, a group of lords, knights, and gentlemen, in quotation marks, petitioned Richard to take the throne. And both princes were um, subsequently declared illegitimate by Parliament. This was confirmed in 1484 by an act of Parliament known as Titulus Regius. The act stated, this is this was spearheaded by none other than Richard, but the act stated that Elizabeth, sorry, that Edward IV and Elizabeth Woodfield's marriage was invalid because of Edward's pre-contract marriage with Lady Eleanor Butler. Now, what happened here was while the kingmaker, I forget his name, that's at the tip of my tongue, while the kingmaker was still the kingmaker, the eagle kind of got to his head, and he was making a lot of choices for Edward, Edward IV. And he decides to arrange a political marriage with Eleanor Butler and without Edward's permission. And Edward's like, hey, I'm engaged to Elizabeth Woodville, even though the contract was already like made between him and Eleanor. And um, the kingmaker's like, excuse me, what? But he, he gets killed and the marriage between Elizabeth and Edward goes on. But technically, he's still married to Ele- Eleanor Butler. And so the Gloucesters crowned King Richard III on the 3rd of July. And he refuses the crown at first. He says that he's not worthy. He makes a big show of, you know, refusing the crown and being like, I, 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 sh- should I take it? Um, <laughs> but we all know that he took it afterwards. Um, but conveniently, something seems to happen to the princes where they kind of fall off of the map and they're kind of just not there anymore and the thing is that they disappeared suddenly people saw them in in the windows of the tower of london but slowly but surely they just didn't show up now richard 
goes on to rule for about two years before he gets killed um, by um, Henry VII, or Henry Tudor at the time. But the mystery of the two princes lived on, and now we get to the meat, the juicy, the juicy, juicy, in the words of Doja Cat. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so far, it's been glory, just info-dumping on and all of us. It's important, because then after the series, we'll talk about this in depth, okay? So, now we need to talk about the princes, okay? For a long time, the princes were just considered lost, and there was basically no discussion about it. Although Richard was not silent, and he did talk about the mystery. Conveniently, he did not launch an investigation, which did not put many things into his favor with a public that didn't really like him anyway. Mm. The thing is that uh, it's kind of confusing, because people did like Richard, but then after a while, people saw that he was paranoid and kind of creepy. Um, and also he was, had an alcohol problem, but that's because he lost his son. But that's another thing. Um, anyhow, the princes. The first theory that came immediately was that Richard had killed the children. Why? Because the timing is almost too convenient. While everybody's like, Richard is the heir, Richard is the heir, the children disappear and he gets the throne. So instantly, that is the first theory that's, that it proposed, but... Everybody, he's still king, so nobody really wants to commit treason. But after Richard dies in the Battle of Bosworth in 1485, and, sorry, to the microphone, I hit it, um, but Henry VII is king, and this opens the floodgates for... This opens the door. This opens the, the conveniently juicy propaganda. Because... Henry made sure to talk about the princes because the whole plan is that he's supposed to be like, I'm the legitimate heir and Richard was evil and illegitimate. And so, needless to say, uh, there's a lot of books and testimonies that are suddenly written in his reign talking about that Richard confessed or that that a murderer confessed to murdering the princes. And... For years upon years, this is accepted and very much uh, banged into our heads by Shakespeare. But the thing is that there is no evidence on the boys, almost absolutely none, except for bones. <laughs> and here is where we get to exhuming the tomb. The skeletals. Now, sorry, let me get. Okay, so in 1674, this is like, a good hundred years after, some workmen were remodeling the Tower of London and dug up a wooden box containing two small human skeletons. Uh, This was not the monkey skeletons that they found prior. Um, The bones were buried ten feet under the staircase leading to the chapel of the White Tower. Um, uh, They were not the first children's skeletons found within the tower. There had been many children's bones that had all been um, considered to be the princes, including monkey bones. Sometimes I just wonder how did the children end up dying? That's what I was going to ask. Why are there so many children's bones up in in them? What were the monkeys doing there? Why are they, how did they die? How come nobody went there to search and be like, oh, children have died. What's going on? There had been bones of children of children um, in an old chamber that had been walled up. 
Um, and we love that Edgar Allan Poe BS. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, this suggests that any of the bones could have been the boys. Um, well, you see, the reason why these bones in particular were uh, attributed to the princess was because they matched the location somewhat. Um, but anyhow. They match the location of uh, where the princess would have been. Yeah. But then again, why would they bury them right where everybody knew where they were? That seemed a little bit convenient. But anyhow, after the bones are placed, um, and uh, King Charles II, the Bay, um, <laughs> puts them in Westminster Abbey. And um, yeah, there's also like monuments or whatever. The bones were removed and examined in 1933 by the archivist of Westminster Abbey, Lawrence um, Ta- Tanner, not Lawrence Olivier. Um, anyhow, and so they concluded that the bones belonged to children, and they said it was like around the correct ages of, for the princes. And they said that the bones were also mixed along with like chicken bones and other bones. <laughs> Chicken bones. Do you see how small those bones are? (laughs) Silence. Maybe it could be like, you know, like a bone in the arm or something. Maybe. Like in in the in the hand. Yeah, there are also like nails, not human nails, nails like nails in there. Um and one skeleton was larger than the other, which suggested that it might have been Edward. And um so the Bones, they said that the bones were the children, but their work was later criticized because it was made under the assumption that it was the boys. And they didn't even care to check if it was a male or female. Um, And we're just trying to see evidence of suffocation, which you can't really find on bones. And um, the bones, there has been no further um, scientific uh, examination conducted on the bones. And they remain in Westminster Abbey. And DNA analysis has not been attempted, even though they have done so on Richard's bones, which is now buried, unfortunately, not in Westminster Abbey, which I find quite rude, um, considering the unconfirmed bones are popping up in Westminster Abbey. That that is really my main issue with all of this. I could (laughs) rant hours about this. Anyhow, so um, testing has not been done, even though there was a petition on the government's, on the British government's e-petition website uh, requesting that the DNA bones um, be tested, but it was closed um, months before its expected close date. Um, if it had received 100,000 signatures, there would have been a parliamentary debate on the um, bones being tested. Um, so we could have confirmation that it was the boys, but not of what have had what had happened to the bones. In 1789, workmen car- carrying out repairs on St. George's Chapel in Windsor rediscovered and accidentally broke into a vault of uh, Edward IV and Queen Elizabeth Woodville. And they kind of discovered like an, another vault and the vault contained two coffins of unidentified children this is a theme what is this <laughs> what yeah this gets me why are there so many unidentified children just hanging up in towers why are there coffins hidden vaults behind walls and stuff what's this, this high key creepy mm. there was no inspection or examination done on them and the tomb was re- re- um, resealed and they inscribed it with the two names of the 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 um, boys wait stop <laughs> so there's the bones in the box but then there's also these two coffins in the vault oh wait wait yes no 
well, kind of. They put it. They put it in the name of George, one of the other children who had died at the age of two, and Mary of York, who died at the age of fourteen, who are both Edward's children. Um. Um. However, the two led. Two lead coffins clearly labeled as George Plantagenet and Mary Plantagenet were subsequently discovered elsewhere in the chapel, which means that the bones that they identified as George and Mary are not George and Mary. Again, what's up with all these children out here dying in in them in them walls or whatever? What's going on? And no attempt was made to um identify and examine the bones. And in the late 1990s, um, there was work being carried out in on why Edward. You, why do you keep going? <laughs> um, so I'm not spittling. Um, uh, on Edward the Fourth tomb in Saint George's Chapel, and the floor was um evacuated, and um they were like replacing stuff and stuff, and um there was a there was a, a request for the bones that the two vaults to be examined. Um, anyhow, they were um they said. Uh, royal consent would be necessary to open any tomb, so it was felt best to leave medieval mystery unsolved for at least the next few generations. Just um, to keep that to keep that drama, you know, to keep it going. Um, the 2012 um, Leicester archaeological, uh, archaeological dig, where we found our boy um, Richard III, uh, prompted. Why? Why are you laughing, Abby? No, it just sounds weird to say our, our boy, boy, considering that we're. Saying that he might have murdered people, also of his uh, his reputation, yeah, um, has prompted more interest in re uh, excavating the skeletons of the two princes. But conveniently, Queen Elizabeth II have not granted any have not granted any approval for such testing. Now, along to the theories. Now, the main theory is that Richard killed the kids, and it's because. There was really nobody else to kill the kids. It, it kind of all just lines up, to be honest. There was, he was the only one who would have really had a proper claim other than Henry, who kind of popped out of nowhere, who really, in my humble opinion, did not have a, a proper claim to the throne. At least not a strong one. He did, but not a strong one. He was illegitimate. But then again, Edward IV might have been. But that's tea for another time. We'll get into that later. Um, anyhow, Edward and Edward basically is conveniently dead of a sudden bout of sickness. And um, although Richard was not there, it's possible that he might have orchestrated it. But even if he didn't orchestrate that, he was in full control of the children. They were in his possession. He puts them there. He His guards watch over them. It was all in his control, and even if they did disappear off of random circumstances, it was his responsibility, his guard's responsibility, to check the children. Unless the guards did it upon their own will, why wouldn't there be an investigation done by Richard? Exactly, and how much would the guards even benefit from killing the children anyways? Mm. They wouldn't have any sort of real profit made out of it, because it's quite useless to kill children that you're not an heir that you're not air, like you're not in the air, the airline, uh, the airlines. With air, anyhow, but it wouldn't make any sense because they wouldn't be heirs to the throne anyway. So all points sort of lead to 
Richard. But there has been a new theory saying that it could have been Henry. Henry Tudor. Uh, what? Oi. <laughs> that was the most awkward oi. Oi. I have to be honest, I did not hear about this. So, the theory claims that there is more. there was more of a reason for Henry Tudor to have killed the boys and would be more convenient for Tudor than for Richard. Was this made by the Richard Society or whatever? <laughs> no. Um, but you see, technically, there had there were multiple ways for Richard to get the throne. Because he could have easily claimed that Edward was not legitimate. Why? Well... You see, there had been a rumor from the beginning of time for Edward IV that he was illegitimate. You see, the circumstances surrounding his birth were basically um, a little bit cloudy, considering that um, basically his father was off to war, and um, his wife kind of tagged along with him, but they were in different regions for a while. And there was a theory that it, she had fallen in love with a little archer and they had a little affair and that when her husband came back, that she basically just pretended that it was, you know, Bathsheba style to pretend that it was the, the, the child of the king because there's a little bit of a time discrepancy between the pregnancy and the time that the king eventually comes. There's a big gap. And so many people suspected that Edward was not actually the legitimate heir. And not to mention that he looked quite different from um, the father. And people were like, hmm, that's a little mm, suspicious. And the theory followed him for the rest of his life. And this was not something that happened, you know, when he was a baby. It's not like baby Archie where the theory happened when they were a baby and then after people forget about it. Um, hopefully people forget about the baby Archie. It's not an actual baby series <laughs> in the future. Kind of like with uh, Prince Harry and the whole he wasn't legitimate thing. Yeah. That he wasn't legitimate thing. That kind of thing. That kind of follows you for like a long time. So... Richard could have clearly tapped into that and claimed that the children were illegitimate and send them off instead of claiming that the children themselves were illegitimate. And basically, the only... For many people, the only way that Tudor would have gotten to the throne was if the princes were eliminated first, even though both of them could have profited from it. But Tudor would have profited from it more considering that Richard already was in the air line, but he, Tudor, wasn't. And Richard could have basically said that they're too young and I'll take it instead. Not to mention that he had already killed people to become Lord Protector. He obviously wanted to be Lord Protector more than he wanted to be King, from what we saw. So why would he suddenly just <clears throat> jump the gun? So many people think that Tudor might have found his, found his way um, by you know contacting people in the court, and basically manipulate them into you know perhaps yeeting the children, <laughs> I <laughs> yeeting yeeting the children out of the window of the tower. But I, what do you guys think? I 
don't know. I I would need like full details on how this could have happened. How Henry Tudor could have contacted people in the court and how people in the court would have been like, actually, I want to do this. And I think, and I think that it's quite weak. Yeah. But really, how does this really all tie into why do we, as the three of us, want to exhume the tomb? What is it that we want to discover by exhuming the tomb? Because with all of this, there's so much information and it's not really conclusive. It's not really conclusive and it's super shady and like just shadowy and everything. Because so what what is what is the reason why me, you decide to birth exhume the tomb? For me there are two reasons. One is that there are ha- the bones in Westminster Abbey have practically been shown as proof that the boys were murdered because they were in the tower without there being any evidence to support that it is the boys. Imagine if the bones uh, that were discovered in that they were just put in as Richard. People would have been like, "Is that Richard though? And should we be putting uh, a, a random bones? And should we be putting a murderer in uh, and giving him a proper burial?" But for the princes, it's almost like people just give them a free ride because they got murdered by their uncle. Yeah, when that, that's that's my main issue is that if y'all could have taken the time to check if those bones in that parking lot were Richard the Third, you could do that. And even better for the princes, especially since normally you should have respect for them since you loved them so much and put them in Westminster Abbey and and, and just took Richard III's bones and put it somewhere else, <laughs> even though he did rule as king. And for me, like, listen, I do not stand Richard III like that. Like, it's not like I'm part of Richard III's society. That's what I was about to ask. Like, people might assume that it's because you have some sort of favoritism. No, I don't. But I just find it funny how... People argue because Richard was so evil to kill those those two little boys. But at the same time, how many of those other kings and queens do you have in there in Westminster Abbey that did evil and that did he maybe even more than Richard did? Not to mention, there are the literal hundreds of bones, children's bones that are just popping up in towers. That nobody, why is nobody questioning if we should have all these other kings in Westminster Abbey, not to mention the Duke of Buckingham who was just chilling in there, who, was in the, who didn't even reign a single time, yet Richard needs to be put somewhere else. So really, to sum it, it's some sort of strange... It's, it's because it's strange, it's the, behavior, the behavioral difference. And really, the only way to conclude anything is to get the bones is to exhume the tomb because there are so many children's bones in 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 in, that are hanging out in british castles and yet nobody's taking the time to actually exhume and actually put in the effort to like study it why is it that why is it that big bad richard has to get tested and the great big bad baddie richard the big bad baddie B has to get tested, but everybody else can just get free passes to Westminster Abbey. And then that would raise the question, what's your theory as to, like, what's, what, what do you think is the cause behind the strange behavior, if you could identify one? Because we obviously were just assuming, but what's the strange behavior? Well, it's because it's history. It's been solidified in history that Richard is evil. Because he never had time to defend himself. She... And he always looked guilty from day one. From day one that he took the throne. And people loved him when he was a, a knight. People respected him. They respected his loyalty to the throne. 
But the moment that he became king, I was about to say something, but no. But the moment that he became king, the favor was completely gone because people did not trust him. And Henry Tudor took complete advantage over it. And he spun the narrative completely to his favor and completely against Richard's favor so that everybody would believe instantly that Richard had... Were you, were you wondering if that was a real word? <laughs> Instantly that Richard is the killer. And for everybody else, we want evidence. But these boys, these sacred boys get to get a, a, a free pass. And everybody's just basically like, well, we'll put them in there anyway. Why isn't Queen Elizabeth letting us hecking zoom the tomb? What's the problem, Elizabeth? Is there something that you're hiding from us, Elizabeth? And I Queen. Think, I think every. I think they have shame that the they might not be the boys, because let's be honest. If there are like ten uh, uh, kitty bones hiding up in castles, and y'all are putting putting fake names over them, who's to say that these bones aren't fake? And then sorry. If you guys actually saw two volts and put George and Mary only for there to be another George and Mary uh, uh, Plantagenet bones that were legitimate, who's to say that the bones in Westminster Abbey and the other bones that are floating around claiming to be the princess aren't real? Why, why Why is the 1933 study that many scientists have said are not properly conclusive, why have they gotten a free pass? But imagine if Richard... Uh, if 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 Richard did a test and scientists said that it's not accurate, he would people people would be ragging on him for days, and I think it's for the good of the British royalty to take the pecking bones out. Why are they afraid? Which leads us to our last theory that the boy survived. Uh, I kind of got lucky too. I don't know why. <laughs> Not to be like those YouTubers, but you. I, I'm shaking. Oh, yeah. my oh, hand is shaking right now. I'm shaking. I, I, I'm playing. I'm playing octave on the piano right now. My hand is shaking. <laughs> you see, all of these theories, the hundreds of theories of what have happened to the boys, always assume that the boys are dead, but there is no proof to claim that they're dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> Literally none. All we know is that we didn't see them. Mm. Now, after years after Richard died in the Battle of Bosworth, um, there had there were always senses of you know the people that lived in England, and one day, on the record, there was a man called Richard Plantagenet. Plantagenet is not a name you just have, okay? It's kind of like our name. It's not a name that you just. We will never, 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 never. Don't don't even understand. Yeah. But nobody, not many people, especially not in where we live in Switzerland, not many people would have that that last name. And Plantagenet is practically strictly a royal name. If you have the name, like now, there are some people called Plantagenet, even then, it's very rare. Plantagenet, especially at the time, it's like having like a Mountbatten of Windsor as your last name. People are going to be like, huh? If I, if I ever see somebody with the name Plantagenet J, I'm going to question them a lot. <laughs> I'm going to be like, is that your real name? Then again, 
a beneficial cucumber does not have the name Plantagenet, and he's technically one. That's but so weird to think about. That's very weird to think about. It is. <laughs> we love beneficial cucumber in this house. Beneficial cucumber attended the funeral of Richard, by the way. So that's great. Wow. Um, so I can't believe we're calling him beneficial cucumber. I mean, it's so easy to say literally anything. I think else. I think everybody would know. Everybody knows like who benef- beneficial benefit cosmetics. Like it's just you can say anything that starts with a B and a C, and it's instantly like you know who it is. Yeah, you know who it is. It's very easy to call him beneficial cucumber. And he is beneficial, but he's not a cucumber. Um, Anyhow, that was an unnecessary rant. But when he was, of course, asked because of the strange name, he said that he was uh, Richard Plantagenet and he just wanted to live a simple life uh, in the countryside. Kind of like us. Yeah, doing farmer boy things, you know? Um, And what is very curious about this man is that he never tried to reclaim the throne, which is what these two other men who claimed to be the two boys who came up to Henry were like, hey, we're the the boys from the tower. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know... Yo, can you give us that throne, though? Yo, can can you give us some of that clout? Through the apple bottom jeans boots with the fur, like they were like, <laughs> Hey, we we the princes, though. So, like, you know, hey, do you remember us? Yeah, you thought we were dead, but we're alive. Give us the they throne. Were, <laughs> they were kind of making a show out of it, you know, that we are the princes, we have come back, we are the children, we are the ones to make a better place. So, let's start giving. They were <laughs> making sure, they were making sure that people, and especially Henry saw that they were the princes. But Richard Plantagenet said that he did not want to get involved and that he wanted to live a quiet life in the village. Um, what happened to Edward? Which is why many people think that Richard is like the, was the last surviving brother. Um, and so I got a lot of people like, hmm. <laughs> because, let's be honest, if you were faking that you were the say that you were <laughs> you're like just tapping my shoulder. <laughs> if say Cindy was claiming that she is the long lost um sister of Prince Harry and Prince William, you wouldn't be like, but I want to, you know, live in the countryside. You would be like, um <laughs> 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 just um <clears throat> hey, I'm here. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. I'm coming for your brand. I will live with with the rest of the royal family. I, I might just steal all your diamonds. Like kind of like the many people who were claiming that they were Princess Diana's like l- l- You know how people like people are like, yo, um I'm I'm Michael Jackson's like long lost son. Or, or, no, or that one person that was being like, I, I'm the illegitimate child of friends list. Yeah. As, as some random yeah, woman. Yeah, the, illegitimate great-great-grandchild I think it was like the people that you know are making a show out of it okay? especially since that kid was playing the piano making an absolute oh, wasn't there this one child that was claiming he was the son of Mikhail Varishnikov I we uh, 
you know, those, those kind of those like claims. And they're never quiet. If, if you wouldn't just be, so it wouldn't, if somebody wouldn't just find you with the last name of like, um, of, of like a Jackson, be like, look at your face, be like, you kind of look like Michael Jackson. And you're just like, oh yeah, but I, you know, I'm sure I'm the illegitimate child, but I want to stay undercover. All the illegitimate children of Michael Jackson are just like, so hey, yeah, it's me. <laughs> I, I can moonwalk, look. And they're always dancers, conveniently, because they want to show that the Michael Jackson blood is in them. Like, you know? what, what, what do you really think that he, the, the one drop of blood of Michael Jackson in you all of a sudden makes you a dancer? Like, I, if I, Michael I, Jackson I, was a blood donor, all the people you would know who he, he donated blood to because they would all start dancing. <laughs> I think Latoya would beg to differ. <laughs> it's not shade. But I actually do not understand what's happening. It's not shade, but she couldn't dance. She wasn't like Janet. So it's not some sort of Michael Jackson gene, which all of them claim it to be that, oh, look how I moonwalk so can't you see the Michael? But, oh, the, if, 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 also, if we're going to talk about Michael Jackson's blood, are we not going to talk about his brothers? Are they dancers? Kind of. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. they, did, they did dance moves. Do they do Michael Jackson moves? No, but these are illegitimate children of Michael, so they have to do that. And they have to talk like, um, I am the illegitimate child of Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I was just like, these people, these, these people scamming. These people scamming. But Richard Pantagenet did not do that, and he kind of just stayed undercover. Um, And for many people, this is suspicious, and many people think that he was... Um, the pr- Prince Richard uh, Plantagenet, and that he ran off. Either Richard sent them off to the countryside, or they ran off, they escaped. Because there were people, many people suspected, the children themselves suspected that something was off, and they were doing like confessions every single day. Um, because, let's be honest, if they hadn't practically never met Richard, and he just kind of like, hey, come to the tower. Like, like the, being be, the creepy uncle? Yeah, like, I would be like, mm, no, I would doing be doing that. confessions every day. I, I would, you do not know when you're going to die. But many other people think that um, the children died of natural causes. Because a doctor was visiting them while they were in the tower. And for some people, that might explain why they were doing confession every single day. And some people think that they were sick and they were just, you know, simply being care taken care of and they were just on bed rest and then they died. But I find that weird because wouldn't Richard proudly proclaim them to be dead of natural causes if they did die of natural causes? Because that would just mean that it's easy, like nothing on his hands. He's just like they died of like the flu or something and he could bury them normally and they wouldn't have disappeared. Unless they're like, there's no reason for Richard to make them disappear rather than like dead of natural causes. Maybe he thought that it would be suspicious because you know they were locked up in a tower and then, you know all of a sudden, all of a sudden they were they sick and they died and it's like. But it doesn't hmm. make it any better than the kids just disappearing, does it? No. Maybe this entire operation should have not happened then, for his own sake. Like but then again, we don't know if it was an operation. That's very true. If it was planned, it may have just been an accident. The only explanation for this, the only explanation for this is aliens. <laughs> <laughs> if they abducted the princes, 
But then again, why wouldn't Richard launch an investigation? But what would what, what, supernatural? What would they ha- I don't think we would have concluded aliens. <laughs> I mean, maybe demons, and he didn't do that. And he never launched an investigation. No. But what's interesting is there's more. Oh. 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 There is more children. What a lot of people find suspicious about the whole Richard killed the children is why um would there be names here? <laughs> <laughs> you forgetting names out here. That was that was kind of shady. Oh my goodness. Yeah, uh, Gloria's out here searching. I'm just I'm just chilling over here. This is this is getting very juicy. Like this is this is a bit too succulent for me. I don't know if I'll if I'll be able to take it. <laughs> this is silence. We're just like, Sorry. hmm, hmm. We waiting. We waiting. <laughs> Why are you recording me, okay? Just so that people know that we're still alive and there's life going on, and we're just waiting for you to. Why Elizabeth of York? Um, okay. The wife of. You good? Yeah. My phone, Twitter. Um, why um, Elizabeth of York um, never claimed that her brothers died. And for some reason wrote her name underneath Richard's name on, I think it was a book. It was like a leather book. For some reason she wrote her name underneath his. Which, if you suspected that this man, remember, this guy is long dead, okay? It's a new reign now. Um... Why would you? Who? Why would somebody who you suspect killed your brothers? Why would you put your name underneath theirs? Uh, say if let's choose a name. If a guy called uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos killed no. <laughs> um, Jeff Beans. Say a guy called Jeff Beans um, killed um, Cindy. Cindy? And um, our two older sisters say, "Would you put your name under Jeff uh, Jeff Bean? <laughs> Would you sign your name underneath his?" I I don't. I, like he, he he's the person who kill who may have killed me. I I wouldn't to be honest. I I wouldn't I I I wouldn't be putting my name anywhere near his. <laughs> exactly. And. The um, mom who lived on for, I think, until 15, 17, I think, she never claimed that Richard killed her children either. And she lived for a long time. Richard spared her. She never claimed that Richard killed the children. And the only person who ever claimed that Richard killed the children was Henry Tudor. Literally, none of the family members that lived at the time said that they suspected him or that they wanted justice. They were just kind of like... Well, that happened moving forward, which is why some people think that did Elizabeth of York orchestrate the killing of the brothers? This is this is what what this is another another layer. Why does why? Because she would have never benefited from being a royal. She would have titles, yes, and she would probably have a political marriage to France or something, but she would never have any form of power or riches that she really wanted. Unless they died and she became queen. Some people are like, was she teaming up with Tudor? We won't really know because there is very little proof 
on anything. And I think the only way that we could possibly have any sort of understanding of what happened is if we exhume the tomb. Because why are they hesitating when literally it is one of the most iconic mysteries of like England along with the death of Christopher Marlowe. Yeah, along with the death, sorry. Along with the death of Christopher Marlowe and Shakespeare's existence. These are like <laughs> English legends. And yet, while Shakespeare's, Shakespeare has been, Shakespeare's tomb has been exhumed, I mean, that creepy black sarcophagus. Guys, that's a conspiracy theory for another time. <laughs> Anyhow, you, went, you, you looked at me and I was like, oh, I kind of felt the creep. Guys, and I was like, we know what happened, <laughs> but we'll talk about that off camera, off camera, off the uh, off after the recording. I'm not sure if I want to. <laughs> you guys might be interested, anyhow. But yes, um, uh, uh, all these tombs have been exhumed, except one of the ones that le- lead to probably the biggest mystery. Why aren't we exhuming? All of the of the of children bones that have been discovered underneath the tower to test and see any possible links to Richard and to his living descendants. Why? What if they're afraid that if they exhume the tomb, they'll open a whole new can of worms? That's a whole like huge discussion because then we're wondering like, yo, them boys up in the in that in that abbey though, and like exactly that's why we have to exhume the freaking tomb. Why are we gonna let possible imposters be in the tomb? While Richard, who's confirmed, gets thrown elsewhere. Maybe I'm being maybe I'm being nitpicky and you know, uh, shady or whatever. But I just find it funny how these boys that weren't even coronated are in Westminster Abbey. But Richard III, we call him the third, because he was taken king, is not buried in Westminster Abbey. I just find it a little bit weird. But I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> they would never understand. Because I do not want the Richard Society to think that I'm part of them. I do not want any part of that's them. That's the thing. That's also, like, we're not out here trying to justify or excuse any sort of behaviors or like, say anything conclusive. Because nothing is conclusive. And that's the thing with these like age-old mysteries that like, you can't really know for sure. Unless you assume the tomb. But like, you know, it's just definitely interesting to talk about because it's just like, you know, what on earth is going on? And it is true that, like, certain behaviors out here coming from that, the the folks out, out there up in the English lands is a bit strange, you know? Like, if, if it is... Although I do feel like, isn't it kind of like you don't necessarily lose that sort of magic mystery type thing to keep, to keep, to keep the people wondering, you know? Like, to keep the people, like, somewhat talking about it. Because if it were solved, do you think that would, like lose the sort of like that's what some people think Jack Thurber is, is some people think that they're trying to keep it unsolved that there's still money going into it but then again it's not there are many there are many British mysteries that have been solved and I don't think that the sorry for talking so deeply and I don't think that the boys should be any different and I don't think that it will serve us anything other than maybe stifle some pockets for us to discover the boys. And I think, for, honestly, it is... Why didn't we do the same for Richard? And the mystery of where Richard's body went. <sighs> this case is so inconclusive. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. Because I think it's a great introduction. 
it is definitely great for us to like you know exhume the tomb yeah. episode I mean, we've had passionate conversations about this mostly me and gloria having these conversations but passionate conversations about this because it's so inconclusive it's just like it's so wide like you don't know where it's gonna end or it's like it's just there's too much information to kind of like really be like oh yeah this is what definitely happened because it's just so many gaps but that's what kind of makes it interesting and that's you know probably a big part of why it's going to stay unsolved unless we exhume the two but you know you know whatever it's probably not gonna get exhumed but if queen elizabeth is listening to this please exhume the tomb please i don't know to all our viewers petition for the tomb to be exhumed it is the power of the people that will get the tomb exhumed right children this is not at all against the royal family i'm not i'm not sure if they're afraid of anything but we just we just want you to exhume the tomb that's it we just want the little bit of the truth you know that's all there's a little taste of the truth we're just we're just curious but yeah children it's all up to you it's all up to the audience to petition out there i might have to make a change.org page had you had you mad? just on on this just link in the description because i'm actually quite passionate about this and i just want to thank all of the viewers our sisters and our mom <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully maybe our dad yeah. oh my goodness he did actually send me an email about the whole yeah um, edward being elizabeth thing yeah, but I already watched it before. Yeah, so I was just like, Dad, I know. But yes, it's all up to the viewers. It's all up to you. And we want to thank you for listening. Everybody and anybody, if this goes viral, I want to thank my mom and my dad for bestowing this wisdom upon us. I don't only want to thank God, but also Jesus. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit, of course. Yes, Jesus. Yes. What, what was people saying again? It's a... a us? Jesus Christ, no, no, no us, us Christ, Christ, Jesus Christ, and God. God or it was something very like strange. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you guys for listening to the Three Masons podcast. Thank you for viewing. Thank you for checking in. Thank you for being there even after our break. Uh, we're very, we're very thankful for all these listens. We're very thankful that you stuck around with this very strange episode. A very cool one too. Um, this has been your occasional host, Cindy, and I'm signing off. Goodbye. <laughs>